Hi, campers. How you feeling this week? Well, I'd like to welcome you all back to another episode of Campfire Adventures. We are just one story away from entering October, and I have some really cool ideas that I'd like to make a reality for that month for this podcast. And one of those ideas is to have a scary movie night once a week and also base that week's story on said movie. So if you have a scary movie that you like and you think we could write a story about it, send it in. We'll do our best. And if we totally make it happen, then you're going to get a shout out. But with all that said, I'd like to say thank you to all the listeners out there in podcast land. And of course, to the boys for being here for today's live audience. We have Patrice, Hot Granny came back around. And we even have a new face. We call him Senior Grumpy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We have my little brother Eric here to be the first time listener in our audience. So thank you for being here today. Yeah, right. All right. So with all those thank you said, I think that I'm ready to just start this week's story. And if no one has any objection. No, but I do have a question for the end of the topic. Okay. What? Not yet. You. I'll save it for the end. Damn it, Patrice! Can't you do anything right? Okay. So, with no objections except for Patrice's question for the end. I would like to say it's time to grab a drink. (sighs) Nothing like five o'clock somewhere. And we are around our OG campfire, so hopefully you can hear that. I would like to say it's been a really hot one this whole week and even today, but we're around the fire because y'all deserve a live fire every now and again. And I think it's time that we get into this week's episode. heard of the saying a man's best friend anybody a dog yeah okay dog comes to mind okay so if you have then i feel like it's safe to say of course the thing that you associate with that statement with is a dog and if you've ever wondered maybe is there a best friend like that in the afterlife because you think like hey maybe a dog will pass away and then i'll get to have my friend even later on and that would be great right but what about for monsters and cryptids do they have a cryptid best friend like that? Well, I'm not 100% sure if there's exactly another cryptid out there that has like a best friend quality for these monsters or cryptids, but there is certainly one that can fit the bill if the occasion arises. So for this week's story, I'd like to tell you all about the creature known as a hellhound. Have any of you ever heard of a hellhound before? Is that like Hades' three-headed dog? Yes, Patrice. Wow, look at you. You get a gold star for this week. Beep. Wow. There's also like a Norse version too, I think. There's a couple different versions of a hellhound. And so that's exactly what I wrote in here. So I was like, maybe you watch Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I know Hot Granny is a fan of that series. And so do you remember Hagrid had that three-headed dog that he called Fluffy? Yes. Exactly. Or like Patrice said in Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Hades had his three-headed dog Cerberus, who was guarding the gates to the underworld. 
And so both of those creatures and um, both of their stories are basically hellhounds. And if you've never seen any of those, then I'm so sorry for the spoiler. But like I said, if you've never seen them, then don't worry because I'll post pictures and maybe even a video if I can to help you jog your memory. But if you said yes to these two cryptids, they are definitely types of hellhounds. And if you remember anything about their storyline or like what their whole purpose was in the movies that I talked about, then that would be a great foreshadowing for these cryptids and what they do and what they need to do for, I guess, their existence or just to fulfill their need in life and the afterlife. So to start and draw a picture of what a hellhound looks like in your mind, I'd like to give you all a description. So at its smallest, a hellhound is about the size of an English Mastiff. And if you know anything about those dogs, they're the world's largest dog, right? Really? I've Googled it. That is a Tibetan Mastiff. It said English Mastiff. Hmm. Mastiff alone, they're huge, right? Yeah. And then so they're saying that's the smallest that they could possibly be. Hmm. At the largest, they're bigger than a Clydesdale horse. So super freaking huge. And sometimes they have one, maybe three, or even no heads. So like in the stories that we said about Harry Potter, they all had three heads. But they're still considered a type of hellhound, right? And then their coat is sleek and dark. Dark as coal. <laughs> and, they have a, and they have a set of large, sharp canines and claws. And now some of the defining features are, besides the whole head thing, is the color of their eyes. They're said to either have fire red or emerald green colored eyes. And it's a pretty crazy description, but these cryptids aren't just these giant fluffy dogs. They have supernatural abilities to help them do what they do. So fluffy. So, yeah, right? And so to share a few of, of what their characteristic and supernatural abilities are, it's said that they're faster and more agile than a cheetah. They can shapeshift into whatever they need to, disappear out of nowhere form a shroud of mist around them to help them make an escape if they needed. And then to add to all this, they are said to have super strength. And if they don't feel like flexing their muscles, then they are believed to be able to control fire. And then to be able to use that to teleport themselves to wherever they want to go. So basically, in my mind, if they can control fire like that, then I would say that they're basically canine firebenders. <laughs> Where are my Avatar fans at? I'm thinking Azula canine abilities here. Like, I'm waiting for the lightning. Be on their Azula side right? For the for supernatural. Sure. And they're like crazy strong and like smart and shape shifting and everything. So these abilities are. Endless. Exactly. Take the word right out of my mouth. I was about to be like, line. Um, so, with all these supernatural abilities and then also being a freaking giant, untouchable underworld canine, what is the purpose of a hellhound? I mean, in every ecosystem, every creature has their own place, and even the smallest fly plays a critical role. That's the whole Uncle Iroh coming out in me there. But no matter how annoying those flies can be, I'm going to digress on that whole situation. So these hellhounds are beings from the underworld, and they can either be tasked by another demon or creature to do their bidding, like maybe guard a treasure, like in Harry Potter, Hagrid. I mean, maybe not a demon, but he had the, uh, the hellhound guard the treasure to the Sorcerer's Stone. And then they also are said to guard the entrance to the underworld. So like in Hercules. And once again, I'd like to say, sorry for any spoilers. And then I think one of the coolest jobs that I read about this cryptid is that they actually help guide spirits to their final destination. So it all depends on which cultural story that you'd like to follow along with. And then also who is calling upon the Hal Hound to do their bidding. 
Now, these intimidating pups are nocturnal hunters, and they will stay focused on whatever their tasks and on whatever job they are tasks with, tasked with. Okay. English is my first language. <laughs> if they're called upon to guard something, then that's just what they'll do. They don't go out looking for trouble, and they won't start trouble until someone tries to compromise their job. Now, the hellhound is also said to live within cemeteries. So they'll come out first from the underworld. They hang around cemeteries. And then there's this whole theory that I thought, like I said, was the most interesting. And it's the one about them being a guide. So they would leave the underworld every night hang around cemeteries and then one of their main abilities which i actually forgot to mention earlier is that they can sense when a soul is about to die and so they'll actually go to that soul to help them be able to go on to the next steps and it's believed that if you see a hellhound once then it's just there to let you know like hey i'm an omen letting you know that you're gonna die you're gonna die but it's believed that if you see a hellhound three times then you're really going to die. It's oh, not going to okay. be, no, like, it's not going to be quick. It's not going to be painless. It's oh, going to be, shit, really? like, the worst imaginable death to come to you. Oh, my God. So the first time it's just like, hey, pal, sorry, but you're I'll gonna, be back. And then the second time you're like, please don't come a third time. <laughs> and then the third time I think they just look at you and be like, you go, you go get fucked be like i'm so sorry but it's, it's coming for y'all it'll be about the end of the week so that's what's believed to happen with them so, but wait so it's seen on twice like a medium death maybe <laughs> i mean i don't know no one ever talked about the second sighting but the third one i could imagine that it's something that you don't want to know about so once you do actually pass on right then they come back around and it's said that they meet your soul and then they help you travel to the next stage in your afterlife. Now, this was the mind blowing thought to me because so many times we've heard about cryptids that come to collect your soul, add your soul to their collection and keep you from moving on, i.e. the story that we did last week about the slua. You know, they came when there was a dying soul. They took the soul from your body and then you were transformed into a slua yourself and spent all eternity going along with this murder of slua just chasing down dying spirits so i thought i was like this is like the coolest thing that we've heard of because they're actually there to protect you from creatures like this like these hellhounds are said to watch spirits and then protect them from cryptids that might try to take it i was like these dudes are amazing and it's nice to know that there are cryptids out there fighting the good fight you know because we haven't even told a story like that before however that's only some of the accounts of this week's cryptid there are also stories told about how the hellhounds are kicking down church doors, burning up the churches, attacking people left and right. Like literally in England, like there are stories that it went from one church in the 1500s, ripped out someone's throat, ran across to the next city, and then killed two people over there. So it's like, are these cryptids just out to kill people if they want to? Or are they actually there to just be guides? I mean, I don't know if that was the third sighting that those people might have had of a hellhound. And, like, they were like, surprise, mother boop. You know, like, we're going to take you down and you're coming out. Maybe to... they were just on their lunch break. Maybe they were just, they just thought it would be funny. Maybe. <laughs> bored. Maybe. But the like, thing is just, like, there's not just one type of hellhound. Like, they're the ones that are tasked with the job. Then they're ones that want to help guide. And then there are other ones who are just, like... It's about to go down. Because think about it. 
their responsibility is to help souls or at least get souls to where they need to be because they're from the underworld. They come through the cemetery and then they have a job to do. So if these said souls, like, it's like, hey, come with me. We're totally going to take you to heaven. I'd be like, all right, fine. I guess I had fun. Let's go. But if they were like, hey, friend, time to go to hell. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I'm, I have um, unfinished business. Yes, that's right. I got to go um, see a man about a horse. And then they're like, oh, this beep crazy. And then they drag souls down to hell themselves. That's what their job is. So I feel like... Can you write them? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> like, that, maybe. That would be like, well, let's go then. Giddy up. <laughs> you be a... <laughs> Anybody? Yeah. So these hellhounds are cryptids that you kind of feel like you would be happy to see, but also at the same point, they're an omen. So how do you know if this cryptid's actually coming your way? So like I said, they have firebender-like abilities. So it's said when a hellhound is walking around, they actually burn the area that, like where they step. So as they walk, their feet make these burning imprints on the ground. And then you'll smell like brimstone and sulfur as they come around. And that's just a clue to let you know that they're there because their coat is so dark, dark as coal, that if you try to find them in the night, you won't see them unless you see their eyes because then you either see that fiery red or that emerald green, right? And they hunt specifically at night for that elusiveness aspect. Kevin, burrito much? Just kidding. <laughs> But they do that specifically so that way they can get closer to where the dying souls are. Now, I don't know if you ever want to take on a hellhound. It's said that the only way to actually take one on is by being Hercules for one. Because I actually read a story where it said that Hercules actually took Cerberus from the underworld so spirits could actually enter into it. And Cerberus was not happy. He was actually really sad and started crying and was like, let me back in because I have a job to do. Really? Yeah, that's what the story said. And I was like, that's crazy. They didn't have that in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, like they took him out so that way souls can actually enter into the underworld without being, you know, stopped by this three-headed dog. But he had a job to do, which is one of the things that we mentioned about a hellhound. If they have a job to do, they're going to stick to it and they're going to do it the best that they can. So whether you're superhuman, that would be one way to get away from them. Now, for the rest of us, regular people, us mortals... They said that one thing you could do is run into a church if you're trying to stay safe from a hellhound. I don't now, know where, but I heard that doesn't exactly work. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right? From the podcast. And that's what I was saying when I read that. I was like, wait a second. I just read a story about how they kicked in the door and was like, hey, I've been looking for you. I'm like, wait, please. You cool. owe me money. So I don't know if that'll work. Another idea that said that people, if they're trying to run away from these hellhounds, is it's to literally just keep running. Uh, like if you can, which I don't imagine. They're, if, as fast, they're faster than a cheetah. What does that mean? Exactly. So, but if you can like outsmartly run the hellhound and lash until the morning, then you're oh, safe. You got me Beep. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it's 10 p.m. and if I saw that hellhound, I am not making it till 7 a.m. <laughs> I'm just saying these are options that we have here, right? Let's, off, let's say. Let's say they're faster than a cheetah. Mm -hmm. They got super crazy strength, so they can break down whatever they want. You can hide behind the tree, they'll break it down. They can teleport wherever they want. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Rip, rip. Imagine that. if it's rip. as crazy as Azula, and it just starts burning down a forest to get to you. 
Is that really what you want on your conscience? Like, oh, you're looking for little old me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another option. Yeah, Apparently, it's not the best option, according to some of our new live audience. Like, <laughs> catch me in my steak, Cerberus. Like you're all alluding to, the fact is, regardless on if you're able to actually escape the Hellhound site for a night, it's coming specifically towards you. If the person's name on its list is, you know, Dylan Beep, just kidding, because, well, actually, I'm not going to, I beep it out because no one knows my last name on here, unless you're my friend. Anyway, I digress. Oh, I thought we were all friends. Ollie is my friend. Superman's my friend. That's why they're the boys. They're forced to. Well, this is a turning point in the podcast. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> if your name is on their list, then regardless if you escape one night, they're coming the next night to get you, right? So the last resort that you possibly could have from escaping a hellhound's wrath is to change your name. Legally, it has to be legally. I know. <laughs> Look, I didn't make the rules. No way. You could. Why not? Like, if you go and freaking change your name to Doodle Bob Pants Square, then he wouldn't know. First of all, it takes months for so you to leave. You, you better expedite that thing. <laughs> you have to show photo ID when he takes your soul. Be like, exactly. <laughs> hey, he seems, license registration, please. he seems pretty understanding is from what I've heard. At least if I'm imagining the Howhound to be the one that's like, hey, pal, you died. Time for you to go. We're like, thanks. You know, Fluffy. I'm thinking. Hagrid was friends with him. Why can't we? I'm thinking a huge, because Hagrid's a Beep. weirdo. <gasps> he be biting on his arm and he still thinks it's a friend. Oh, oh Granny, what do you have to say about that? I think it's so adorable how Hagrid is so accepting. You know what? I would be just like Malfoy. Take him out. I told you all he was a grumpy one. Anyway, <laughs> so that's the story of the Hellhound. The Hellhound is a creature called upon by the different by various demons called upon by various cryptids they might not be you know a cryptid's best friend in the afterlife but they definitely can fit the bill if they need to they're there they're loyal canine like super freaking natural like you can't get beat by you know nobody can beat them unless you're maybe hercules or another god but these creatures if they have a job they stick to it and I think the coolest one that they do have, or at least that we alluded to, was the fact that they help guide spirits and protect them from other demons that might want their soul. So if I was going to go, I'd like a hellhound to be there next to me to make sure the sluas, to make sure every other cryptid out there, a wraith, isn't coming to get me. Unless, you know, like I said, I was trying to haunt people because I got people on my list. And those people know what's coming towards them okay you hear me i'll be like look hellhound i need about two weeks that's all i need then you can come for the soul i swear you can come for a few more legends, right? <laughs> <laughs> i'll bring some friends but that is the story that i have for you of hellhounds they are cryptid that's canine like they have tons of magical abilities and they are able to sense the death of a soul and once they come to you they're either going to take you one place or another 
And I guess that's up to you to decide with the actions that you took in this life. So make sure they're good if you don't want to go to the other place. If they're not, get ready to freaking run for the rest of your life and change your name to Doodle Bob Pants Square. Because I don't think that they know that that's the name that you're going to change it to. So anyway, that's the end of today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed telling you. But Patrice said that they had something to say. So what did you want to say, Patrice? Well, I just wanted to see if um, like you wanted scary movies that people suggested be more about like monster movies rather than just like slashers or something. Honestly, yeah, good point. Honestly, it could be any scary movie. So, like... I mean, we're all down for new movies to watch anyway. I really want to do... Like, it'd be so cool to do classics. And then maybe next Halloween we do, like, slashes or whatever. I already know the first movie I'm going to do. And, I mean, I don't know if I want to say it. Should I say it? I've already said it once in the podcast. Maybe yeah, twice. I think it's okay. Because next week's the first week, so... So I think the movie that I'd like to do, and, I mean, we've watched it a couple times. <clears throat> I love this movie. It's The Conjuring 2. Oh, yeah. That one freaks me out the most. I don't know if it's The Nun. I don't know if it's the creature going, My name is Bilbo Baggins. This is my house. <laughs> Get out of my house. But then it turns out that that, you know, ghost, the one that's haunting them, is actually being controlled by a demon. And so it's just like... There's demons, there's ghosts, haunted houses. And I think it'd be really cool if we're able to, like, tie that in with houses around here. So I have some haunted houses that maybe we could go visit, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. And then we can just, like, mention that how it's, like, similar. At least this is a real-life example in around us versus that life example that's in England and London. Mm. Or maybe we can even just do that whole story in its entirety, too. We can just yeah. research it more. We can look at articles and make it a whole episode just based off The Conjuring 2. Too bad they got rid of Quest Haven. Uh, yeah, I've been there before. Yeah. Lately. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, good good answer. It could be whatever movie you want. If people are actually sending you movies, you know, and I'm able to find a story close to it, then, hey, you got it, and I'll totally give you the shout-out. But, you know, if it just turns out to be a month full of Dylan's favorite four scary movies, then, <laughs> hey, I'm down for that, too. So get ready on Mondays. We're going to start watching scary movies. And um, we'll put out the first episode, not to, uh, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. And that one should be on The Conjuring too, if I can make it happen. If I can't make it happen, then maybe you guys will get crows or something like that. Or is it called The Birds? Birds. Maybe, you guys maybe are... Dylan will get arrested for copyright infringement. Uh, well, at least the podcast will get global recognition. Would it though? I mean, it'd be like... Eventually. <laughs> I wouldn't go... Oh, let me tell you. If they came to arrest me for that, I'd go insane. So that way somebody would have to put it on the web. You know, be like, they got me. It's all tricks. It's all lies. Uh, Police brutality. I'd make it crazy. Anyway, what'd you think, Eric? This is your first episode. Thank you. I like it. Well, we are happy to have you here. Happy to have all of you here. The boys are always down for a more live audience. But I hope you enjoyed listening out there in podcast land as much as I enjoy telling you. And don't forget to send in those scary movies because it would be cool to see some other scary movies. Maybe some that I've never heard of before. And whatever uh, story that we can find to associate with that too. So that would be awesome. But with all that said, you can see our behind the scene pictures at uh, Campfire Adventures Podcast, which is our Instagram and Facebook. And then you'll see source material 
pictures, all the videos that I said that I post and pictures I post about Hercules and Harry Potter and more of the Hellhound will be on our website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com. As always, every noise you heard is because we are outside and we are around the OG campfire and we are people. So we're laughing, we're joking, and I'm telling you a story. So thanks for listening. And whether you listen to this in the day or the evening, I hope you have a good day or good evening. Bye. Bye.